We're sitting on the most perfect beach in the world, and all we can think about is where. Where can I hook up my quantum? Digital pen part at work. Yeah, you apparently didn't put one of the new cover sheets on your TPS report. Who should we send it to first? Just a couple of people. The question is, who are they going to send it to? This podcast is brought to you by Search Engine Journal, and you're listening to Marketing Nerds. Hi everyone, this is Kelsey Jones, Executive Editor of Search Engine Journal, and I'm here with Dennis G. I was going to try to pronounce his last name, but I don't think I'm going to do it right. Um, He is currently the VP of SEO and Growth at Fanatics, Inc. He spent nine and a half years at eBay and about two years at Airbnb, and he is on Twitter at The Next Corner, and he is going to be joining us at the SCJ Summit in Dallas, where I will be a host for the day, and he's going to be talking about content branding. Dennis, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me, Kelsey. It's a privilege to uh, uh, be uh, featured in this podcast. Yeah, it's it's great to be able to talk to you before your presentation. Some of the questions that I wanted to go over today um, kind of talked about what you're going to be mentioning. It at the summit, so just content and the branding pyramid. So for your presentation, like like I said, you're going to talk about the content pyramid. Can you give our listeners a brief overview as to what that is? Sure. So I've always used a simple acronym uh, framework to explain SEO in all my jobs. So at eBay and Airbnb, and I've uh, evolved it over time where I've added uh, different concepts. And it's called LUMPS which explains how tactics contribute to the three most important aspects of SEO, which I see them, is like discovery, relevance, and authority of of your website. And the acronym stands for links, which are external links or internal links, URLs, which are uh, should be having keywords in there, short or subdomain versus directory, Uh, meta tags, so page content, your Facebook open graph tags, your meta description, page content and elements, and that's where the content comes in. So is it topical and focused on the right um, personas and what they might be typing in into the uh, search engines? Sitemaps, your XML and HTML sitemap, and site speed. So over time, I identified the need for additional frameworks to uh, explain certain parts of the LUMS framework. Uh, especially when it comes to uh, to content, uh, the question is, what kind of content are you putting on your site and how is this contributing to the overall experience people have with your brand and how it impacts your trust and authority online? So while working at, at uh, Airbnb, the company was conducting specific studies uh, to showcase the economic impact the platform has in certain cities. Maybe you've seen them online. Um, but they're very helpful uh, for uh, helping the uh, policymakers to, to understand what Airbnb is all about. Uh, so they were printed and circulated among the policymakers, uh, but not, they were not brought online. So uh, I took the approach to bring the reports online. And since it's very valuable data and tells an appealing story, it builds trust in the platform and the brand, which could even lead to trial of the product by consumers who might not have heard of Airbnb or, or um, resented the idea to stay in somebody else's home. So this is where I really started to think about how 
content and SEO and the, the, the first trial of the product uh, helped to build a brand. And that's where I stumbled on the uh, WPP brand pyramid, which was published like years ago, uh, mm -hmm. where you, need, you first need to have a certain presence in the market to, for people to even consider your product for trial. And the more you build loyal customers, the more people move up on the pyramid. And uh, some, some of those customers even become so loyal that they don't even consider other brands. Uh, you can see that right now in, in Apple, where the Apple yeah. fanboys don't even consider buying an Android phone. phone. And their, their share of wallet when they um, go shopping is all spent on Apple and they rave about their products to, um, to, their, to their friends and to their family up to the point where they become ambassadors of the, the brand. So I started thinking how I could, could apply content uh, to, to build a brand like that and move people up to, on the pyramid um, and, and really start to think about who is our customer, what kind of content do we put in front of them and uh, build that loyalty. So that's where um, the layers of the pyramid represent different pieces of content, mm -hmm. the frequency and the objectives of uh, those pieces of content. And at the top, I see uh, pieces of content which I call epic content. Uh, you might only produce uh, these pieces once every six months or so, um, but they, they spread um, across different uh, audiences and uh, they usually they're picked up by a large number of people and reshared so that uh, those customers become ambassadors for your piece of content. And how does this contribute to the SEO factors is that these, these epic pieces of content attract a lot of uh, incoming links which flow back to the lower pieces of content uh, in the pyramid uh, through your internal linking. So um, I added this content brand pyramid to my LUMS framework to help uh, content uh, drive more SEO value as well as build a brand. Okay, awesome. So whenever a company, you know, no matter their size necessarily, is looking towards, towards creating that type of framework or pyramid in their own company, is there a specific set of steps or guidelines they should follow first? Well, there are no guidelines because every business is different, but I would recommend to first start at a foundation. Like, uh, the pyramids in, in, in Egypt were not built from the top down. They were yeah. built by a very strong foundation and you could only move up to the pyramid if, you, if, you're, if the next layer was done. Um, so I would encourage everybody to, to start with the foundation where uh, is what I call presence content. You first need to have a presence in the marketplace for people to find you, to engage with your brand. And that's where you, you start moving up to the pyramid. Okay, so, you know, let's say I'm a business owner and I'm looking to, you know, get more involved and engage with my content marketing. I know you had mentioned Apple previously is a good example of 
um, a company that has, you know, a fanatical audience and that they don't even consider other brands. Are there any other good examples besides Apple of well-known brands that do a really good job with, you know, creating that fanatical base with content? Yeah, I think that uh, um, GoPro is a really good example of yeah. uh, a, a company that not only embraces content from their, their customers, but they actually thought about uh, um, the, the, the product in itself um, how that how does that um, play a role in the lives of their customer? So they took a customer centric approach first and looked at it. Okay, who are the main customers of this product, and and why would they buy this product? Well, they want to show off their tricks on a skateboard or surfing <laughs> or their lifestyle. So I I don't see GoPro as much as a technology brand. I see it as a lifestyle brand where we enable our peers or our friends or our family to share in the lives that we live. Yeah. But it started with a deep understanding of the customer and they build a product around that understanding of the customer and they just get an endless flow of user-generated content, which is beautiful because the camera is high quality and people just go very far in, in what they do and share. Other uh, examples uh, um, in the content marketing space where I would like your listeners to pay attention to is uh, review or rewatch the, uh, the Coca-Cola Content 2020 strategy okay. that was published in 2010. It, it shows the steps that Coke made to uh, go from a brand which what they call themselves creatively bankrupt to a company which is uh, uh, producing content through their uh, customers, through their uh, brands, through their creative media um, that is so appealing that they, they earn a disproportional amount of uh, media attention and uh, with that consideration for their, their, from their customers as well. So kind of going off that, do you think that brands should place more of an emphasis on user-generated content? So videos and photos and content created by users? Um, not necessarily. Uh, the, the example that I gave from, um, from GoPro is a, an extreme example because they're product is uh, enables the, the community to um, to share all that content plus it's so appealing because it's uh, um, the users are almost at the edge of, of the uh, uh, different lifestyles um, what, what you saw with coke with the uh, little cans with all the names in it mm -hmm. the creativity of the users or the consumers, was just endless and they got so much extra attention on social media uh, uh, about it where, where people actually asking uh, or doing proposals using coke cans <laughs> like will you marry me or yeah. something like that which is unbelievable creative enabled by a simple marketing campaign which uh, um, was probably not that intended by the, the marketing team from Coke, 
but mm-hmm. it's a nice side product. Um, what you usually get if you focus too much on a UGC is just very poor uh, quality um, where people um, might be submitting content for their own um, purpose, uh, where um, the, the, the byproduct of a very well executed uh, campaign might be uh, getting you so much further than if you just focus on how submit your content now and win a discount for this and this and this. Uh, so I would uh, I would first focus on uh, the presence layer and um, in the content pyramid and do it yourself and then move up to the pyramid um, to uh, create that trust and authority and as, as you create a lot of content, then open up more for user-generated content, but with some curation there. Okay, so it sounds like prep and strategy and kind of credibility all go into the factors when deciding whether or not to even attempt a user-generated content strategy. Yeah, that's correct. Okay, cool. Um, So I also wanted to ask you, you know, over the past few years, there's been a shift at least in my opinion, of go looking at content as a more viable long-term marketing strategy. Do you th- have you seen that yourself? And do you think that you know marketers from either large brands or even small businesses are placing enough emphasis on the importance of content? So um, I agree to a certain extent with you. I, I, I think that content marketing as a term has been introduced as a new term, but it's been <laughs> here for a long time. If you think about that the soap opera was an invention by P&G to create content to sell to uh, um, people at home, um, yeah. that is all content marketing and that's in the mid-50s or 60s uh, of the last century. So it's, it's been there for a long time. Uh, to talk about the emphasis um, uh, of the importance of content, uh, I think there's still uh, too much low quality content produced, mm-hmm. where the content is published too fast without thinking through what are what are the objectives for our content and what wh- who are we trying to reach, who is our uh, actual target audience, and and what do we want them to do after they read or uh, experience that content. Um, and is it actually of such high quality that enriches their lives instead of waste five minutes of their time? Because I usually hate it when I uh, get tricked into clicking on a link by some clickbait headline and <laughs> I just totally wasted five minutes of my yeah. life, which I cannot get back. Um, so. With that in mind, it's also it's always good to think about how does this content reflect on my brand and do I build trust in my brand? Uh, furthermore, um, there's so much content produced in a silo where there's little crossover to other channels. Like, mm-hmm. how does it impact SEO or can we use social amplification to build up a customer a customer uh, um, a segment? that we can later retarget through paid social or uh, do we actually uh, 
trigger micro conversions that enable us to build a relationship with that customer and to understand what they actually need. Because it's, it's one thing to publish your content. Um, your content will go a long way if you take that in consideration and build a customer, build an audience first and then listen to them what they actually need. Because that will inform you um, what next uh, content to produce. Yeah, that makes sense. So I guess kind of wrapping up, you know, and what I'm getting from you is that, you know, content's important, but what's more important is pre preparation and strategy behind it and focusing on quality instead of just getting content out there for content's sake. Yeah, yes. Okay, cool. Um, so I think we're a little over time today, and I just want to thank you a lot for joining the Marketing Nerds podcast this afternoon. Well, it was a pleasure, and looking forward to the Dallas Search Engine Journal uh, Summit. Yes, thank you. Um, again, this is Kelsey Jones and Dennis G, and we will both be in Dallas on March 31st for the SEJ Summit um, in partnership with Search Metrics, who's covering the cost for the event. Dennis is going to be talking about uh, the content brand pyramid. So if you're in the Dallas area, be sure to check it out. Thank you. This Marketing Nerds podcast has been brought to you by Search Engine Journal. For more news, interviews, and how-to guides from marketing experts from around the world, visit us at searchenginejournal.com.